Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Crowned with Loving Kindness as we pick up in Psalm chapter 103, verse 3. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The Christian life is far from a negative experience, and too many people are only emphasizing the negative aspects, looking at the negative aspects, when in reality, there are far more positive aspects to it than the negative aspects. I really don't take the negative aspects into much account myself. I'm so excited with all of the positive aspects of serving the Lord that the negative doesn't really come into mind much. For he crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Now you've heard people say, well, there's the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament. The God of the Old Testament is vengeful and wrathful and murderous and so forth. And the God of the New Testament is love, mercy and grace. Wait a minute. This is Old Testament. And he declares, Jehovah is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. And you better perhaps read the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation when the cup of the indignation of the wrath of God is overflowing and he pours out his judgment upon this Christ-rejecting earth. And you'll find that the same God is revealed both in the Old and the New Testament, who is a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of patience, but also a righteous, holy God who is absolutely just. He will not always chide, nor will he be angry forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. How true that is. God has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. God has been merciful to us, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that reverence him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Interesting that he said as far as the east is from the west rather than as far as the north is from the south. Because the north is only about 12,500 miles from the south. You can only go north until you get to the North Pole, then you're going south. And as soon as you get to the South Pole, you're going north again. A distance of about 20 or 12,500 miles. That is, unless you're going straight through. But you can start off tonight flying east. 
and you'll fly east the rest of your life if you don't change directions. Or you can start flying due west, and you'll be flying west the rest of your life. So I'm glad he said as far as the east is from the west rather than as far as the north is from the south, because I want my sins further away <laughs> than the north from the south. I like the east and the west bit. I like God just removing completely my sins, my guilt from me because of his mercy. As high as the heavens is above the earth. Now there is some scientific discussion as just how high that might be. <laughs> and every once in a while, the scientists come along and say, oh, we've just discovered a new quasar or galaxy that is you know, beyond anything we've ever known before. It's out there 8 billion light years away, 10 billion light years. All right, keep searching, men. <laughs> You're only expanding the mercy of my God. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high is his mercy over those that reverence him. And so I like all these new discoveries, though I think there are a lot of them just fanciful kind of... Uh, interpreting of the data that they have with their own limited knowledge. And I don't think that they know what they're talking about in many realms. And they've confessed that. Now, you know, they had all kinds of ideas concerning Saturn and the rings, all kinds of scientific data that was in the, in the astronomy books. And now they have to revise all of the books on Saturn. We've learned so much from this flyby of our little satellite uh, recently, we've learned so many things about the rings and everything else that w all of our theories that we had are out the window now because now we have more data. And so science is changing. The facts are changing. The facts of science seem to often change. <laughs> but that is totally inconsistent. Facts can't change. So it must be that the scientists were wrong. Oh, but scientists are gods, aren't they? <laughs> and if they said that we evolved from the tadpole, <laughs> surely they must know. I don't know how high the heaven is above the earth, but however it is, that's just how high God's mercy is towards me. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them, that reverence him, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Now, we don't remember that ourselves often. We think we're the rock of Gibraltar. We, we think, man, I can stand, you know. Let me at Satan, you know. And we're, we're challenging so oftentimes. Satan to do battle with us. Come on, just, you know, come on out and fight. <laughs> and God looks down upon us and he is, number one, merciful because we reverence him. And secondly, he pities us just like a father pities his child because God remembers our frame. He knows we're but dust. This body made out of the dust, God remembers that. 
Man has a tendency to magnify his body. Oh, this body consciousness. Everything is the body of man. And we, we've come into a body worship cult. How man worships the body. We were driving down to Newport Beach the other night and this, you know, place down there. I haven't been down Newport for a long time. And all these guys working out in the windows, you know, and standing there and <laughs> curling, you know. And <laughs> Mirrors all over the walls. The old body cult. Worshiping the body. But God remembers it's just dust. God looks down and says, oh, man, just a bit of dust. He knows our frame. He knows we're but dust. Which means that God doesn't really expect as much out of me as I expect out of myself. And so oftentimes I'm so disappointed with myself, and I weep because of my disappointment over myself. Oh, I thought I was stronger than that. I thought I was, you know, better than that and all. Oh, God, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. And he said, I didn't, you didn't disappoint me. I knew you were dust all the time. <laughs> God wasn't disappointed. I was disappointed in me. But God knew me. He knew me better than I knew myself. He knew that I was but dust. I thought I was Superman. <laughs> I thought I could leap buildings with a single bound. And he knows my frame. As far as our days, we are as the grass or like a flower in the field. So for a time, for a moment, we may flourish. But when the wind passes over it, the grass, the flower is gone, and the place of it remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord. Now man is passing. We're dust. We're transient. We're passing like the grass or the flower. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. High as the heaven is above the earth. That's one dimension of it. But from another dimension, it's from everlasting to everlasting. From the vanishing point to the vanishing point, God's mercy. The height of it and the breadth of it. How glorious. To those that reverence him. And the key here all the way through is to those that reverence God. And his righteousness to the children's children. That's my grandkids. And to such as keep his covenant. And to those that remember his commandments to do them. For the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless ye the Lord, ye angels that excel in strength and do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all of the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So David calls the angels, the heavenly host, into the praising of God. Those angels that are the ministers of God doing his will, his pleasure. 
then all of his works in all of the places of God's dominion. And then again, as he started the psalm, he ends it, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And thus he begins the 104th psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. You covered yourself with light as with a garment who stretched out the heaven like a curtain. I love this picturesque kind of speech. God covers himself with light. The scripture speaks about God as dwelling in a light unapproachable. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And who stretched out the heavens like a curtain. I've always had an interest in astronomy. I've always loved looking up into the skies out in the desert where you're surrounded by the desert darkness and where the stars form a beautiful canopy overhead. I love to think of the vastness of the universe. I love to take this telescope and look at the planets and the galaxies and realize the vastness of this universe in which we live. And then to think of this psalm, that God stretched it all out like a curtain, who laid the beams of the chambers in the waters, who made the clouds his chariot, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever. Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment, and the waters stood above the mountains. He's talking here about the flood that he sent. At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up to the mountains. They go down by the valleys into the place which you have founded for them. For you have set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. And so God has set the boundaries for the oceans that they will never again cover the earth as they once did during the time of the flood and during the time before God brought the dry land out from a water-covered planet. He sent the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. And by them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his chambers, and the earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and the vegetables for the service of men, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that makes glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. That's, of course, that good wheat bread that they made. Fresh ground wheat still had vitamin E intact, which is very important for the strengthening of man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap. That is, they are fresh, they're vibrant. The cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted, where the birds make their nest as the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies, a little 
rabbit kind of an animal. He appointed the moon for seasons, and the sun knoweth his going down. You make darkness, and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun arises. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goes forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are all thy works in wisdom. You have made them all, and the earth is full of thy riches. Now, man in that day was much closer to nature than we are. And I think being much closer to nature had a keener insight many times into spiritual things. I believe that a person who is close to nature is close to God, close to God's creation. We live in a plastic society. We live in a world that is filled with man's works. And we become so enamored by the works of man that so often we lose sight of the works of God. The result of man's works, the automobiles, the combustion engines, the jet aircraft, the fossil fuel electrical plants and so forth, you see, by these things, the works of man's hands, We've so polluted the skies that we don't see the blueness of the sky much anymore. We don't see the stars so much anymore. We've got man's lights as we go outside that hide the stars, that diminish the brightness of the stars as far as our visible eyes are concerned polluted air, and thus we're not overawed walking out into the night as they were. We're not so conscious of the stars as they were. We've got all of these asphalt highways, all of these subdivisions, house joined upon house, and now condominiums and townhouses to where we have very little green space. So we're not so conscious of the trees and the flowers, the vegetation, the works of God's hands. But these people living in an agrarian culture and living close to nature, living under the blue skies and the clear skies, far more conscious of God and of God's creative acts and God's creative power. And unfortunately, we lose sight of these things. That's why it's good to take a vacation and get out in the wilds if you can. Get out in the desert or get out in the mountains. Get out among the trees. Get out among the rivers and the lakes. Get out in nature. Come in tune with nature again, the works of God, the works of God's hands. And then again, there comes that reverence and that awe as I behold the works of God in nature. And so the psalmist here is a, is a beautiful Psalm 104 as he speaks of all of these things. 
the observations of nature, the fowls, the stork, the birds, the trees, the donkeys, the springs, the flowers, the goats, the conies, the moon, sun, all of the things of nature. O oh Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom you have made them all, for you see the wisdom of God in the design of a leaf, in the design of a deer or the animals, their capacities. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea wherein there are the creeping innumerable things that are creeping, both small and great beasts where the ships sail, and there is the Leviathan. Some think that that is a reference to the whales, who thou hast made to play therein. These wait all upon thee, that you may give them their meat in due season. That which you give them they gather, and you open your hand, and they are filled with good. You hide your face, and they are troubled. You take away their breath, and they die, and return to their dust how dependent we are upon God. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 103 through 104 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless and guide your life. When those decisions have to be made, may the Lord give you a very strong impression to lead you into His path of righteousness. May you be His witnesses, a testimony to others by the love of Christ that shines forth from you. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Lord, I believe in you. I'll always believe in you. It is by faith that you've been walking into one level of spiritual maturity to another. Faith is the key to a successful Christian life. And that is why the Word of God tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It was faith that led Abraham into the land of promise. 
It was faith that led the children of Israel through the Red Sea. It was faith that enabled Peter to step out of the boat and to walk on water. The question is, what might faith do in you? To order a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, Faith, or to preview a chapter for free online, visit thewordfortoday.org or call 800-272-9673.